Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing tonight, Jake? uh, I could not possibly be better. Actually, that's not true. I could, because our beer bet is not going the way that I wanted it to right now, so I could be doing better on that front. Well, and I also beat you this weekend. I wasn't even going to talk about that, all right? So it's like doubly you should, you know. I gave you an inch, you took a mile. That's what happened there. But aside from all that, I'm And I'm doing... not going to take the opportunity to pass up a, a, a brag like that either. Yeah. And just twist the knife a little bit more. I get it. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> other than all of that, I'm doing swell. You, sir? Doing great. Yes. Absolutely. Not swell? No, I'm better than swell. Oh, okay. Swole? Well, I'm always swole. Let's uh. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ridiculous. We yes. are into week nine yes. of the NFL season and fantasy season. Getting damn close to the uh, fantasy playoffs here. It's crazy. I don't know if I like it. I know. I Because I'm not confident in where any of my teams are right now. They're all on the edge. <sighs> it's going to be do or die time here. Yeah. Well, at least you got that excitement going. That's true. I'm not complacent. You're not out of it, so you know. Also true. You're not losing interest, so that's good. So I got that going for me, which is nice. That's right. (laughs) All right. So we're talking return of the studs today. uh, Yeah, the studs had all their. uh, They all produced this last week. They did what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Which is a nice feat. All is right with the world in fantasy football terms. Mostly. Mostly. More or less. The majority is certainly better than it was the week prior. Exactly. When it was. It was the upside down. It was. I, I'm. I'm to understand that that reference is from Stranger Things. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call myself out. I've not actually watched Stranger Things. You're like Captain America. You're like. I get that reference. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. And I'm gonna use it and pretend. But I'm not gonna pretend because transparency on this podcast is what we're all about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amongst other things. Yes. The, one of the other things. Drinking. Of Absolutely. course. Absolutely. So what are we drinking this week? We have got. A semi-local beer out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, from yeah. Milwaukee Brewing Company. I'll call which it. I, it's in a hundred-mile radius. I do love their beers. Yeah, they do good work. This one is called Snake Oil. It's a cold brew nitro stout. I'm very this, excited about this. This can itself is just badass. It is. It's like pitch black. It's blacker than the sky without stars. Uh, you know, and that's got a snake on it. So that's pretty sweet. Ooh, and it pours very dark as well. Is it as black as the outside? It is. It is. Oh, it really is. Black. <laughs> you aren't kidding. That's incredible. Ooh, I smell oh, that coffee. Yeah? It smells delicious. And nutritious. Brewed with cold-pressed coffee from our friends at Anodyne Coffee Roasting Company. Oh. I don't know what that is. I'm assuming another uh, Milwaukee I'm assuming flavor. a local, local uh, brewer of coffee. That's oh, good. oh, the smoothness! Yes, that's really nice. It's oh, it's like a it's like a snake is shedding its skin inside my throat right now, but in a delicious way. In a delicious kind of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I realize that that might not make it sound as appeasing as it actually is. No, this is really good. They'd say it's smooth on the palate. It, it definitely and that is. is. Definitely is. Now I'm supposed to taste 
bittersweet chocolate, dark bittersweet chocolate, and dried stone fruit. Do you get the stone fruit, Dustin? Um, I get a little bit like dark cherry, dark, like maybe plum flavor at the Ooh, very end. The very that's end. That's what's up. Yeah, the it's, plum. It's very subtle right at the mm. end. I get mm. a little bit of that chocolate, lots of coffee. I freaking love this beer. This I, is great. I could have this for breakfast. Absolutely. I will. I, I just may at some point because this is outstanding. Way to go, Milwaukee Brewing Company. Yes. Another one knocked out of the park. Keep up the good work. Be our sponsor. Please. <laughs> because I would love nothing more than to drink your beers on every show. Absolutely. So, I was trying to see what the ABV is, and I don't see it on the can here. Yeah, I don't know why right. some, some tend to hide that. More than and others. It doesn't but, bother me, really. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's not going to stop me from drinking it, let's be honest. I'm going to take a stab in the dark, and I'm going to say it's a 5.5. Even right. 5.5. So let's just Great. go with it. And pretend. Like it. Yes, <laughs> let's do it. All right. Okay, moving on. Looks like we got a couple mailbag questions this week. We do have some mailbag questions. Perfect. Appreciate you guys for reaching out to us. We are always happy to help. Keep them coming. As we ramp up here towards the end of the season, we are more than willing to give our advice. Yeah, especially these next couple of weeks here where... Lots of teams on by. You might have a lot of start-sit questions, waiver wire pickups. Um, yep. We are definitely here for you. Yeah, so we are hitting the waiver wire hard today. Our first question comes in from the FF Waterboy, which I feel like is a very noble uh, and humble Twitter name. Yes, you don't get absolutely. many of those. He asks, who to pick up on PPR from the waivers from the following? Assume a redraft here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Amendola, Christian Kirk. Deontay Johnson or Chris Conley? Out of those four, what is your preference in a vacuum, if you will? I mean, they're all wide receivers, so obviously. That um, off the cuff, I want to say Christian Kirk. Uh, now that he's back, he's yeah. healthy. Um, he got quite a few targets this last week, quite a few looks. Um, although he has a terrible matchup this next week, so. Yeah. You know, it's a I, matter. I, I was thinking maybe Danny Amendola. He's been a PPR target machine lately. Damandola. Yeah, Jean Claude right. Damandola. So I think they have a little bit better matchup, I believe. Let me look here. The Lions have an okay matchup, but most. Against Oakland. Most matchups are okay for him because he's that slot guy yeah, where he, he gets the underneath. So he's almost not matchup dependent. This is actually a great matchup, mm-hmm. I think, um, against Oakland. So, yes, I changed my, I changed my answer. I'm going to say Amendola. You're going to go Amendola. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do a little spoiler alert uh, on purpose here for one of my waiver wire pickups of the week, and it's Deontay Johnson for me. I want to have him above all of those guys. I am a little nervous about Arizona's offense in general right now. Um kind of I don't know what to make of it I am very comfortable with Deontay Johnson and what he's been doing as uh, Mason Rudolph's go-to guy mm-hmm. he, is, he is clearly the the option for him perhaps even more so than Juju right now um, which is kind of ridiculous Juju is still plenty fine don't get me wrong but just based on target share it, it's it's interesting I, I don't know he's had at least at this he's had at least six targets 50 yards and a touchdown in every single game that rudolph has started and finished which is a real he's nice had a floor. decent matchup this week going against indianapolis absolutely he's got um an okay series of matchups really that that i'd be fine picking him up and going with i, I just if you out of that group i'm gonna go with the what i perceive to be the most reliable and for mm-hmm. me that's deontay all right 
So there's your two. All right. Amendola so, or Deontay Johnson. That's right. Pick your favorite or both if you want. Yeah, if you Why can. Not? Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Love Tractor 3. So many questions already. Who are Love Tractors 1 and 2? Mm-hmm. That or the parent? original, just the, the Love Tractor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without the number. You think that's... Does it go that way? It, is there like... It's basically Love Tractor 0 well, and well, then Love are, Tractor are, 1? Okay, if you're, if you're coming up with a name yeah. and you're going to say Love Tractor 1, uh-huh. no. <laughs> you, 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 if you're going to be the first, you don't, you don't have the one. What I'm saying is the next Love Tractor, do they go Love Tractor 1 or the, do they skip right to Love Tractor 2? I don't know the Love Tractor etiquette. I don't this, either. I, I think you would go nothing, then uh-huh. 1, 2, 3, and okay. so on. Fair enough. All right, so you, starting with zero and working your way up. Let right, us know we spent too much time on this. Let us know on Twitter uh, what you guys think the uh, proper order of uh, numbering goes. <laughs> Please help us settle this very intense and very necessary debate. Uh, but Love Tractor 3 asks, who to drop And this out is of the a mitt full of names This here. is a lot. Now, to be fair, they did not provide very much information in terms of PPR, standard league. Guys, you got to help us out yeah. a little bit more. We're going to assume PPR. We, yes, because we always assume PPR because that's our standard. That's right. Um, so out of this batch, and there is a lot of names, mm-hmm. so get ready. <gasps> DJ Moore, Devin Singletary, Mark Andrews, Cortland Sutton, Robbie Anderson, Latavius Murray, or Ty Johnson. In a vacuum, outside of need at a position, assume that all positions are full otherwise right. and have other options mm-hmm. that are that are okay. I find that hard to believe with the tight end position, but let's yes. just go with it. Okay? Who to drop? Pick one to drop out of that. It would have to be Ty Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I can get on board with that. A, a, a second close second i don't know close but a second option would be robbie anderson yes now i am actually pleasantly surprised we'll get into this a little bit today the trade deadline has mm-hmm. come and gone in the nfl mm-hmm. robbie staying put which yes. is that is good for better for him for him and for darnold i think oh for it's, sure. it's it's a it's a for good sure. mutually uh, everybody good really situation is now. staying put there there yeah. was talks of Lavelle moving he's staying put basically mm-hmm. they were going to do a fire sale and then that quickly got reined yes. in supposedly um Cortland Sutton, how do you feel about him without Joe Flacco moving forward? Um, I think he'll be okay. Okay. I mean, obviously, bringing up the practice squad QB is never a good situation for anybody on the team. Yeah. But I really feel like he's taken that second year jump, and he's been super consistent, oh, super reliable. Uh, you know, week in and week out. I mean, I will admit I didn't expect that coming from Flacco. Agreed. So I, I have been really impressed. I, I wasn't very high on Sutton for this season necessarily, or for I wasn't ready for him to take as big a jump as he has consistency-wise. Um, so I really like him. I think I think he's probably as safe consistency-wise as you can get right now. Yeah, I expected okay things from him, but not this right. good. Um, but a lot of why I expected those things was based on Flacco, so I'm still a little nervous for him. I can I don't know if I would drop him out of this bunch though. No, I wouldn't. It, that's going to be tough. I, I I agree that it has to be Ty Johnson for me. I don't like at all what I saw in that backfield for this first week, which is a bummer because I picked him up in a dynasty league. But um, as a replacement for Carry On, yeah, you would have thought he would have gotten the carries. You need. He didn't get all the carries. No. It's just it was. That's going to be a frustrating yes, backfield. So, absolutely. yep, I'm totally fine uh, uh, getting out of him. All right, let's do a real quick beer bed update. We mentioned yep. it at the top. Um, 
our beer bat was. Marvin Jones would score 150 yards over the two games, this past game and this upcoming game. Mm-hmm. Status update here. Where is he at? You do the honors and tell us where he's at. 22 yards. Could you say that a little bit louder for the people in the back? 22 yards! <laughs> he's at 22 of 150 yards. Now, now to be fair, <laughs> I am not taking a preemptive victory here by no means i am not gloating he can do it he can do it so i am not nothing is assured at this point he needs 128 yards let's just say i do like it so far (laughs) as you should against oakland i feel like anything could happen but dear god he did not help himself or me no in this situation so and he had a pretty good matchup with the giants he had a great matchup with the giants so as much as you want to say oakland's a great matchup he could get another 22 exactly. yards. Exactly. You just don't know. Yep. Uh, but I feel like things were righted in the world from the week before where <laughs> he got all the targets and touchdowns. It's For sure. gone back to the For true sure. number one wide receiver on the team of Kenny Galladay. Oh, that it did. That it certainly did. So we will keep you updated on the result of that next week incoming. You might want to start figuring out what beer you want to Absolutely. Make me chug here just in case. Just in case. Off chance, of course. Well, but. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm not going to start planning because that'll just jinx myself. Mm. So um, I was hoping you would jinx yourself. Nope. Jinx free. All right. Let's move on to some waiver, some yeah. more waiver wire yes, pickups. Into the, the meat week. of the episode, as That's they right. say. They once do you, say. Once you lead us off here, I would love to. I am going to do it. I'm taking this leap. Damn it! I hope that you leap with me, listeners, in picking up Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know. I get it. Oh, Mr. Fitz and Spurts himself. It, it it ain't gonna feel good, okay? Um, it wouldn't. It wasn't gonna feel good at the start of the year, and it's damn sure not gonna feel good now. And he, after last a, a, last game, he put up two touchdowns straight away in the first quarter, and I thought, here we go, this is happening. And then Miami did what what Miami is doing. Which is they just tanked it. They said, Ryan, you're doing too much. Let's pull you back a little bit. <laughs> and then he proceeded to throw two interceptions, which were not actually his fault. Both of them were due to his receivers' uh, miscues, which is really unfortunate. Um, but he gets Indy, which is an okay match. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just for one more game, I think that... Fitzmagic showed enough flashes here where I'm actually comfortable picking him up and playing him and hoping in this bye week that we have going on here with some of the better quarterback options away and some of them doing really terribly, Mm -hmm. which we'll probably talk about some coming up shortly here. (laughs) Um, I'm actually okay rolling out Fitz and, and hoping that he has one of those magic games. Nice. Well, I have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as my pickup of the week. Now, I know what you're thinking. He hasn't really done all that much this year. He's been more of a game manager. That's okay. And as you just said, we're, we're, we're hitting the bye weeks here where we're, some of our really big name quarterbacks are riding the bench. So you, you got to just take what you can get at this point. A game manager is better than someone that will get you negative points or zero points on the week. Like he, he's a safe floor option. He's got Arizona, which is a great matchup. They are currently the worst defense in the league. That's not a typo. No, not a typo. They're giving up on average 
23 points to the quarterback on the week, which is nice. Yeah. And Jimmy G's got Arizona twice in the next three weeks. So he's got Seattle sandwiched in there, but he's got Arizona then the next two of the next three weeks. So a very streamable asset for you in this bye week Lollapalooza we got going on. Lollapalooza. A Bayapalooza. Yes. And, he, you know, like he it. did okay. He didn't do anything great this last week. I mean, against Carolina, their defense isn't terrible. I know the Niners blew them out, but part of that, too, was the defense doing what the defense does. You know, he had 175 yards, two touchdowns. Nothing spectacular, but a good safe floor for you, as I said, going into these next few weeks. Yeah. It, it has been a little unfortunate what he's been doing or not doing because I th- I count myself amongst them who expected Jimmy GQ to just blow right up. Oh, absolutely. He, has, he hasn't done that. He's been, you know, more like, it's not Jimmy GQ, it's like Jimmy Highlights Magazine. You know, in a pinch if you're at the dentist's office and there's a Highlights Magazine there, maybe I'll pick it up just to run my eyes over something. Probably not, because it makes me feel like a creeper. Uh, running backs Please at the position. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to call an audible here. So I put in... Oh. Yeah, I put this in today prior to the trade deadline. And it was on the basis that Le'Veon Bell was getting moved. Mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell ain't moving. No. Anymore. Um, which is a bit of a bummer for me. Um, so do you want to do you want to kick us off here with your running back? Sure. While I audible, absolutely. I've got Jamal Williams. Um, he is fifty six percent rostered, so a little bit more than what we typically typically go after here. But he has been balling out since he came back from that concussion, and really all season he had a couple stinkers. The first week against Chicago, which you could throw out because it was week one. And then the game against Philadelphia where he got knocked the F out. <laughs> Indeed. He's He's been in double-digit scoring every other week. And in the three weeks since he's come back from his concussion, 26 points, 13 points, 18 points. And that is with Aaron Jones going full hambone ham and bone. scoring all the touchdowns. So he has a very safe floor right now. He's been averaging, you know, about seven carries a game, which isn't great, but he's also been getting four receptions a game, and he's had a receiving touchdown in the last three games as well. So the offense for the Packers is definitely coming into its own. They're realizing that they got good mismatches with the running backs. They've been splitting them out, getting them out in open space against the linebackers and just letting them do their thing. So I think fire him up this week against uh, the Chargers. Yeah. They're, they're giving up 22.5 fantasy points per game to the running back position. I was going to say, this could be a running back versus yes. running back game, really. Uh, obviously, Packers have been not great. Right. And I, you know, well. and I'll be fair. I've been not the biggest Jamal Williams truther out there. Uh, but he has been proving me wrong here this season. I, I will give him that. So He's earning that number two spot. He is. Not number it's, one it's B. It's a great number one-two punch here they got going yeah, now. for sure. For sure. I like that. Um, so my audible at the position is going to be Raheem Mostert of the San Francisco 49ers. You're going to want to keep your eyes on the 49ers injury reports. Uh, they have a Thursday night game this week with the Cardinals. 
But the backfield got bit hard by the injury bug again, as it always seems to with these mm-hmm. guys. Nobody can stay healthy for very long. Devin Coleman is is fine. Um, now it's Matt Breida's turn to once again be injured. Uh, he's got an AC joint shoulder injury, uh, which which pulled him out of action in the first half. Um, you want to be careful uh, just to make sure that he's not suited up, because if he is, I would fade most of it. But honestly, I would still want him on my bench, because it's inevitable that one of the two guys ahead of him is going to get injured. Absolutely. And when they do... He produces. He's had plenty of opportunities. Yeah, he's been a very solid player for them. As soon as he gets the chance to be the number two, he's it's right in there. He he fits like a glove. Um, just this last week, again, he only had about a half of a game to play. Um, put up 60 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Had just nine carries, but produced like a beast. So pick him up. Okay. Wide receivers. I've got Mr. Kenny Stills. I know, I know he disappointed this last week. Everyone was expecting this great blow-up game. Kenny Stills? But it happens. I don't think that, that dulls the shine on him. He's still that deep field, down threat receiver. Yes. Since um, the Will Fuller experiment is Not even done. light. It's not even Will Fuller no. light. It's one for one. Yeah, that experiment is done again this season as it is every season, it seems like. <laughs> it is. You uh, get your six games, and then it's it. Yep, but he's 54% rostered, so just over half. So chances are he's out there. You know, the week before, he had that big, big week um, where he you know had over 100 yards on four catches. He's been averaging five targets, which isn't great, but they're going up against a little bit better defense, which should draw a little bit more attention to DeAndre Hopkins. Jacksonville's in the... Top top twelve or top quarter top quarter no I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> it's He's close the, it's top third ish top third ish top twelve okay. for fantasy points to the wide receiver and passing yards per game so opportunity is definitely there oh, yeah and it's I don't think you can uh, just just say no to him and you know after one bad week hey you watch me okay I will. It's just because I have so many of the quality receivers already on my team. Oh, humble bag. That, that uh, is going to probably still lose to your team this week. So <laughs> let me cut in really quick here. Uh, so we had our, our matchup last week in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Now we have our matchup coming up in Redraft. Yeah, just want to put that out there. Um, thinking about picking up uh, the guy I already talked about, Deontay Johnson. Not if I um, get there first. Yeah, you. Tr- oh, you which try. I won't. You know why? Because I have waiver priority. Yes, because my team's worse. I have the last worse. waiver priority because I'm doing awesome. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> In any case, I already talked about him, but he's got great matchups coming up. Um, all I shouldn't say great, but all very beatable matchups, and he has been all reliable. Deontay Johnson, pick him up. Okay, and then finish off with tight ends. I've got T.J. Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. Now. I know what you're saying, because we were just talking about Amendola, picking him up. He's a good underneath route. You can go underneath, underneath here. That's right. You can go double underneath. You saw Hawkinson be more involved this last week. Now, he didn't necessarily have that huge breakout week, but he was getting targeted a lot more. 
And by a lot more, apparently, I I mean one target. Uh, but he made the most of that <laughs> one target and had a reception uh, for 21 yards. Uh, I don't know. I just I feel like with the tight end landscape being just a dumpster fire out there, he's got a good matchup against Oakland. That he does. He has shown they've shown that they like to try to get him the ball most weeks. Uh, this last week was the fewest amount of targets he's had all season. So I think that is a fluke. He's been averaging four to five targets every single week. So that's nothing to sneeze at, especially for the tight end. We know he's had a case of the dropsies, dropped a few end zone uh, receptions. I think I think this is the week where he gets back on track. And let's be honest, there's not a lot other things out there for you to go with in the tight end position. There's not. Except for my guy, uh, who is Darren Fells. I'm going to keep banging this drum. I feel like this is maybe the third time that we collaboratively have brought him up. I absolutely love this. Then get his damn ownership percentage up, people. He's still only 11.6% owned in ESPN leagues. I don't know how that's still possible, considering the dearth of options at the position. Darren Fells has had at least 13 fantasy points in uh, four of the last six games. Yeah, I'll take that at tight end every mm-hmm. single time. And, and I'll take his, you know, one catch for 12 yards in the middle of it if I have to. Because right. most tight ends are going to do that without the upside. Exactly. So, yep, he's still a touchdown-dependent person. Newsflash, all tight ends basically are that for the most part. But he does it because he gets so many red zone targets. He's clearly a focal point of this offense. Um, with Stills back, I don't know that it will affect him because it didn't necessarily affect him when he played with Stills. So um, I think they will both have opportunities to eat. The schedule is nice for him um, against Jacksonville, who's not very great against the tight end. Does have a bye coming up after that. But um, in general, I, I like him. I think you got to pick him up, guys. I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. So now, moving on. Cut and bait. Who are we going to cut bait on? You uh, are the master of the cutting bait. Er? Er? Opposite that? <laughs> Opposite what? that? I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, I tried to make a play on masturbation and it didn't work. I know. I tried to and it just fell flat. Anyway. <laughs> That's what anyway. she said. Cutting bait. Cutting bait. God damn it. I can't get it off of my brain. All right. Cutting back on quarterbacks, who are you cutting? Mitchell Trubisky. I think everybody out there is saying, Adoy. Of course we're going to cut bait on him. He's a garbage quarterback right now. He's putting up the yards. He's had over 250 yards the last two games. Mm-hmm. A lot of that's coming garbage time. Mm-hmm. He's just not good. Matt Nagy doesn't seem to be knowing what he's doing with this offense, apparently. <laughs> and so I'm going to play a little game with you, Jake. All right. Oh boy. Mitchell Trubisky has played in six games. Okay. How many well, okay. We'll we'll say five games. Five full games? Five full games. Because okay. the Minnesota game he got knocked out pretty early. That's so we'll fair. say five full games. Okay. How many touchdowns do you think he has on the season? Passing or total? Is it a trick question? Does it not matter? No, total. <laughs> okay. Uh let's see five total games. I'll give him four touchdowns. Five. Oh, okay. But five averaging it. one a game it's is bad. not good. It's real bad. And he's only you could say he's only got three interceptions. Mm-hmm. But again, he's only got five touchdown passes. Yeah, that's so bad. He's just not good. He had a fumble this last week. He's not running the ball like he was last year for whatever reason. 
he's lost. Know, which you had that safe floor. He's like, oh, maybe he's not going to pass a ton of yards, but at least he's going to run for 50 yards in the game and you know, kind of give you that that the running base. But he's just not doing it right now. The whole offense just looks in shambles, completely lost right now. Get out if you can. From He's a lost little boy looking for an adult to hold his mm-hmm. hand. And guess what? None are coming. Nope. None are coming, Mitch. That <laughs> got sinister really quick. But it's Halloween time, so I feel like it's almost fitting. Absolutely. Um, my player to cup eight on is obvious. It's Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco got benched. You could say that he got benched due to injury. I think it was actually due to mouthing off about the coaching oh, staff. I don't think anybody believes that Pretty it's evident. due to injury. He got a neck injury all yeah. of a sudden. Uh, he looked fine when he was answering those questions Absolutely. about how awful the coaching staff has yep. been and the play calling has been. Yep. Uh, in any case, he's not seeing the field again the rest of this year. It's just not happening for him. I don't want his fill-in either. I don't want his temporary fill-in off the practice squad. If Drew Locke somehow plays a few games this year, maybe I'll Sounds take like a shot on him later. Not this week, but probably next week. Because that's I when think. he's eligible to come yeah. off IR. Is that right? I believe so. Okay. Uh, so whatever but but joe no sorry yeah. but i appreciate his candor yeah I, I it was very do. refreshing for a change and and like reasonable everything he said made complete sense yeah there is nothing out of uh left field about it no nope. it's not like oh that's shocking no you didn't hit the fucking nail on the head yep um in any case sorry joe <clears throat> sorry joe who are you dropping for? Oh, look at what we did at running I back. I didn't notice, didn't notice that. that. No, yeah. I did not, but I like it. Yeah, we're doing it. We're, we're, we're doubling up on the fun let's here. Let's say it at the same time. Well, let's say our respective names at the same time. All right. On the count of three. So on three or after three? On the on the go that comes after three. Okay. So it'll be one, two, three, and, and then, then go. The okay. And then say, well, well, no. Go and then say the name? Go, we'll, we'll say one, two, three, go, but we'll both know on that go? we actually say it on go. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's do it. Ready? One, one two, two, three. LaShawn Damian McCoy. Williams. Ah, just cut the fucking backfield. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a cluster right now. Uh, Damian Williams has seen his usage drop. Uh, he's actually getting less usage than LaShawn McCoy, if you find I mean, that possible. Wild. Uh, he's still 77% rostered, which just he hasn't done anything all season. He had the no. first big game. The first week was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, he hasn't scored in double-digit points. And I know he was injured, and but he's had four weeks now to work himself back. And they're going against the Minnesota defense, which their run defense is really good. Ain't no joke. So just cut bait. I think that's all I have to say about that. Same with Shady. Shady basically lost his opportunity at fantasy success with that fumble last game. You can see it because he got benched again and didn't see the field. That's when Damian Williams took over. Mm -hmm. Not like he crushed it, certainly. But uh, LaShawn McCoy's opportunity in Kansas City might even have gone away with that fumble. I'm dropping him. Straight up. I, I am physically going to drop him. In fact, I should do it as a show of solidarity because I have him on my ESPN team right now. Oh. And in this team, you only get 10 ad drops. That's how confident I am that you have wow. to Wow. That, yeah. that is bold. Yeah. All right. Wide receivers. Why not just keep piling them? Yeah, on? absolutely. <laughs> Staying with Kansas City. Uh, I've got Sammy Watkins here. Yeah. Uh, is I, it? Did you hear what I said last week and say, I agree? Essentially, yes. Yep. Yes. We can rewind the tape. I can play that. Same thing holds true. He's just, uh, it's been, again, 
disappointing Sammy Watkins because he comes out really strong the first couple of weeks. You think, oh, this is it. Sammy's healthy. He's, he's going to be doing his thing. No. And I, I realize they have a backup quarterback right now, but Mahomes, even when Mahomes was in, he wasn't getting you know, the attention he should be getting. One game. So That's just, what it's based just on. Just drop One him. Game. You're, you're living on hopes and dreams, and he's crushing both of those, so it's just better to do without. Yeah, um... This next one is not as fun as as the Sammy Watkins or or all those guys. Well, to this talk one about. I don't like it. It makes me feel dirty. I know, but but it's it's for me. It's one that has to happen, and it's Larry Fitzgerald. I was down on him in the off season, mm-hmm. and then he started off the season crushing it. Oh yeah, he was great. Looked like he was about to have a damn career year, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot for Larry Fitzgerald. Absolutely. By the way. Um, but the dude was just on pace to to crush it. His average yards per reception is what was so incredible. Like averaging 20 yards a reception for a game on 11 targets. Like that is bonkers. That's old school Larry. That's old school Larry. We've seen the last couple of weeks here. Things get real dire. It's mm-hmm. slim pickings for Larry right now. And he's not the focal point. Yep. Now it's Christian Kirk coming back. Christian Kirk is back. It's hard to say even who the focal point is going to be. I don't trust this offense in general right now. I'm really skeptical of the whole thing. They're still finding their way. They are they are, it's, which it's is year one. Fair. It's year totally one fair. rookie quarterback. The running back's been hurt. All the running backs are hurt apparently. Yes. Kyler's figuring shit out and, yeah. and doing they got a lot perfectly of fine young fantasy. wide receivers. Yes. Oh, a gaggle of them. So they've been bringing on random veterans to try and mm-hmm. fill gaps, and it's not been working. Yeah. So I feel like you know, yeah, this this year it's and his next his schedule it's is not, it's so not good. Bad. He gets San Francisco twice in the next yeah, three weeks, that's... and then he gets a bye week. Uh, what's the if you want to hold him through the San Francisco game, he gets Tampa Bay in week ten. If you want to play him against Tampa Bay, it would right. be really hard pressed for me to say don't do that. But <laughs> how much do you value having a starter this week? Exactly. Is the question. Regardless, I think you're going to have to drop him after week 10. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it feels bad. All right. We'll finish off this segment here with our tight ends. Yeah. Uh, I've got Trey Burton. Cut and paste everything I said about Trubisky. <laughs> uh, it applies here. The offense is awful. He's only beginning. He also hasn't thrown many touchdowns. No, he I know zero, zero yeah. to be exact. Yeah, he's only getting four targets a game, which isn't terrible, but he's not catching them. <laughs> he's only getting one to two receptions a game. That makes it harder. And and they they haven't been deep balls. They've been short passes. It's just the whole thing is just not good. He's not being involved for whatever reason. Cut him. Just just be done with him. Fully agreed. Fully agreed. My cut is, oh, if Larry, if cutting Larry was hard just for the heart, this one's hard for the mind because uh, there's there's nary a world where you want to cut Zach Ertz. However, the trajectory that Zach Ertz season is on right now says that maybe that's a good idea. And again, when we say cut bait, not all of these guys are just dropped to the waivers. This is a guy, if you can get something out of him in a trade, I think you absolutely have to do it. Mm-hmm. But there is, there are these contrasting lines right now yes. where Zach Ertz is heading down the slope and Dallas Goddard's waving to him as he passes mm-hmm. him up the hill. And, and I don't want to fall on the wrong side of that. 
And right now, I almost put Dallas Goddard in my pickups for the waiver wire because he's been, he's just been seeing so many targets in that offense and doing more with them than Zach Ertz does. Zach Ertz also only has one touchdown in the season. Typically, this would be a call where we'd say maybe there will be regression towards the positive. What I don't, I honestly don't see it. And his schedule's not great, regardless. Um, same argument mm-hmm. with Dallas Goddard, obviously, but I think Goddard has started to leapfrog him. So get what you can out of Ertz and and see if you can fill that hole with somebody else. That's right. Okay, on to probably my favorite segment. Shit show! Shit, shit show. show of the week. Why don't you lead us off here, Jake? God, I would love to. I love talking about these, especially after I've had a really shit show week in my <laughs> fantasy. In general, Misery loves company. It does. Oh, it thrives on it. Uh, my shit show of the week is Kyle Allen, temporary question mark quarterback for oh, the Carolina temporary. Panthers. Well, that's what everybody's saying, no, especially after this game. It is after this game. Keep in mind, his opponent was San Francisco. Notoriously tough matchup. Yes. Number okay. two defense in the league. So, I mean, what do you expect? Well, I still didn't expect 158 passing yards, zero touchdowns, and three interceptions. That was still a lot for me for a guy who is a step above game manager, I believe. But not to this point. I mean, to not be able to make a play with all of the talent that you have on that team, you still would have thought he could overcome it. Maybe rely enough on Greg Olson to get a touchdown mm-hmm. here or there. It did not pan out. I'm I'm purposely I did not put him in my players to cut bait on because I do not believe he may only play one more game until Cam comes back. Mm-hmm. A lot's depending on obviously the health, the uh, what the Panthers feel the rest of the year looks like, mm-hmm. contention wise and all that. But one bad game doth not make. And off no, quarterback. especially against San Francisco. Yes. Although I will say, just um, going to veer here for two seconds. Ooh. Uh, going back to our bold predictions from last week. Yeah. I almost had mine. I was close. I had Christian McCaffrey for 150 total yards and two touchdowns. I noticed that. He got the yards, only one, one touchdown. touchdown. I was like, oh, so That close. was a good call. That was a very good call. But not like good enough. No, he, he's essentially <laughs> the most surefire thing in the league right now. Let's oh, be fuck yes. So, all right. My shit show of the week is Mr. I See Dead People. Oh. Sam Darnold. I just watched that movie recently. Sixth Sense that? reference. Yes. It felt yeah. timely. Maybe Sam Darnold made me subconsciously. Maybe. Watch that movie. Yes. So, I'm going to start off with the good because this doesn't sound that bad. Sure. 21 of 30. 218 yards and two touchdowns. Respectable. That's not bad. Respectable. Here comes the bad. (laughs) Three interceptions, a fumble, and eight sacks. Eight. You can't blame him all for the sacks, obviously. He can't take all of it. He has to take Uh, some of the blame. I don't know. Not all the blame. (laughs) But it's real bad because you're right. The first half of that, you look at just that set line, you have yourself a quality fantasy game. Yeah, I mean, it's not great, but it's solid you factor in all the rest of it it starts to look a little more yeah, terrifying just especially if your league really penalizes the sacks yes which ours does yeah it really does he ended up i think it was with negative 4.5 in our scoring i don't think that's the norm for most people no. but i don't think he broke double digits oh in, absolutely in regular not. scoring no, either so there's not a chance yeah it's it's bad all right yeah enough with the bad 
Let's bring in the good. the good. That's right. A little positivity in our world here. Ah. Once you lead us off here for your best matchups, starting with QB. I would like to. <laughs> so I will. It is Matt Stafford at quarterback for me against Oakland. Uh, we hinted at this matchup here. And honestly, I, I'm fine with pretty much most of the weapons uh, in Detroit. Absolutely. I guess this, again, I have to be because of our bet with Marvin Jones. But even outside of that, I'm so okay because this is going to look like one of those garbage garbage shootouts mm-hmm. it's not gonna be high quality football but the fact that no defense on the field can really stop the opposing players just means it's going to be like a fucking 80 point overall game mm-hmm. and i am here for it uh <laughs> oakland has the bottom defense against the pass stafford is very well good enough to dominate in this kind of setting so uh, i would i would love to fire him up all right and I've got Kirk Cousins this week. And let's be fair. He's been on fire the last four weeks. I know this last week wasn't nearly as good as the previous weeks. You thought going against Washington, they would have had a little bit more luck. But he's 23 of 26 for 285 yards. The only thing that really stopped him was he didn't have the touchdowns. He had no touchdown passes, which is unfortunate. And weird in that season. It is. Yeah. But going against KC this week, we saw the Packers this last week have success against the pass defense. I have a feeling they're going to deploy Dalvin Cook in the same way Aaron Jones was deployed. Sure. Those Um, nice dump-offs. Yes. And let's be honest, Dalvin Cook is a stud. So. Gives me the shivers. (laughs) You know, he... Kirk Cousins is having a great season. I hate to admit it. I know. What the fuck? What's that I mean, about? As far as, for as bad as he started off, mm-hmm. he's he's got 13 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Like, that's pretty damn good here. Halfway, you know, just over halfway through the season. So uh, so he's turned it around. I think he's he, they're a much more balanced offense right now, too. Even with Thielen mean out, uh, you know, they've got a better pass-to-run ratio, uh, which is helping them out. Uh, fire him up. Love it. Yes. As much as I then, like to say anything good about Vikings, <laughs> uh, you can start them. I know. I feel bad for... I feel like I owe him an apology, but I won't give it. That's how stubborn I am. In any case, we're moving on to running backs. We talked about how good Aaron Jones was last week. This is a this is a cheat. I'm flat out admitting this is not a deep dive in this matchup. This is for all the people who are, though, still wondering... Is this Aaron Jones thing for real, or has it been favorable based on matchups and based on Devontae Adams' absence? Mm -hmm. Yes, both of those things helped. However, after Jones, excuse me, after Devontae Adams returns, Aaron Jones is still going to thrive, especially in this game. LA Chargers cannot stop the run. Neither team can. We talked about this already a little bit. Um, It's with Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones is still the number one there. He's going to get all the touches. He's been utilized as a wide receiver. There's no reason to stop that just because Adams is coming back. If anything, it might open up a few more things for him because defenses won't be paying quite as much attention. Please, please, please fire him up in every possible league. All right. I've got Josh Jacobs. He's going against Detroit, as we just talked about. Uh... I will admit I wasn't as high 
on Josh Jacobs as I should have been coming into the year. He's been very, very solid all season long. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's been getting the touches, which good job, Gruden, on, on doing something correct there. <laughs> uh, and, and Detroit's defense, um, as you alluded to, neither defenses for this, this game is very good. They've been averaging 118 rush yards and a touchdown every single game. They're in the top 10 for running back scoring against their defense. Yeah. So, I, I mean, what more can you ask for here? And he's a good pass catcher. Yeah, absolutely. He's proven very worth. They didn't, like, use him as they use James White. No, but, but he's that doesn't getting, matter. He's getting two to three um, receptions a game. Yeah. You know, can't. Plenty. Yeah. I like it. Um, I'm going to go. Obviously, we're piling on bad matchups for a reason because that's what you should be doing at all times. It's all about opportunity, and nobody to me has a bigger opportunity this week than Tyler Lockett. Uh, Let's talk about the people that we were low on. Tyler Lockett is one of those perpetual guys that I doubt. Oh, I... That I say, he can't keep doing it. I, I still admit I was wrong with him. I didn't think he would continue to do what he, he did last season. Even now, though, I still know this in yeah. my brain yeah. that that I'm wrong. But part of me still says there's no way he can keep this up. Like right. even now in the middle of the season after seeing what he's doing, I, I still just can't get all the way there. Flash forward to 2024. We're going to be sitting here still saying I, there's no way he can keep Absolutely. doing this, right? He can't keep doing this. <laughs> no, he can't keep doing this. And he'll keep doing it. Now, to be fair, he hasn't been as efficient as he was last year because it was ridiculous. Wow. But he is still, I mean. He's balling out, man. He's incredible. And he gets Tampa Bay. in. So we talked about this garbage shootout happening between Detroit and Oakland. But Tampa Bay versus Seattle is going to be some fire. And this is not going to be the last that I say on this matter. Spoiler alert. Um, but he he has an opportunity to go against Tampa Bay, which gets beat heavy through the air. They devote everything to the run, and they stop the run real, real well. But what they don't stop is anything beyond that. So uh, I expect Lockett and DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. honestly, both of them, I would I would be very comfortable starting Um in, in my lineups. Yeah. All right. I've got, and this this one, I know people are going to cringe and they're going to say, but you cut bait on his quarterback. What are you doing? I have Allen Robinson. He's got a fantastic matchup this week. I mean, he has the best matchup. Yes. Really? Yes. I think of everybody we've listed, he has the match, best matchup. Philadelphia uh, is giving up the second most passing yards per game to opposing offenses. He's been he's been the main target there in Chicago. You know they're going to have oh, yeah. to throw the ball. Uh, he, he's been in double-digit points almost every game this season, uh, up in the 20-point-plus 20 20 point for most, I shouldn't say most, half the games. I don't want to exaggerate here. You know, he's getting the targets. He's getting the yards. He's been scoring touchdowns recently, which helps. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. And as I said, going against Philadelphia. Now, just imagine what he could do with a very good quarterback. How I don't good want he would to, really be. Because it makes me sad to think about. Another guy, this is this could be I mean, you this go from segment. Bortles to yeah. Trubisky. I mean, that's just... That's real bad luck. That's terrible luck. Real bad luck. <laughs> with, with any luck... He'll be getting a new quarterback shortly. Here's hoping. 
I, they won't bench Trubisky, but part of me really wishes that they would. I know. Just to see. I know they have nothing behind him. But, uh, yeah, I, Robinson, another guy I was super down on coming into mm-hmm. this year. And, God, he's made me look like a fool. Like a damned fool. And he will again this week. Right. Um, Finish up with tight, tight ends Tight end matchups, the hardest of the hard. I regret saying that almost immediately as the words came out of my mouth, but I can't take it back. Um, Cameron Bright, though, for Tampa Bay. Talked about this matchup already mm-hmm. against the Seahawks. It's it's going to be a shootout. O.J. Howard, they did not trade him as rumors had led us to believe that they might, which um, is interesting. However, I still don't believe that they force O.J. Howard into the mix. Cameron Bright is still Winston's guy and as long as he is the quarterback, which Arians mm-hmm. is behind him still, even after last week's roughness, um, he's still hyping up Winston as his guy. So What's while that? he's in in this matchup, oh, yeah. you want Bright. And Seattle's been giving up 13 points a game on average to the tight end position. It's it's unruly. Yeah. To the tight ends where, where you hoped on an average week, you get eight points from mm-hmm. your player. They've been giving up nearly twice that. It's outrageous. Yeah. Who you got? I've got TJ Hawkinson. Repeat offender. That's right. He was my waiver wire pickup. If you weren't paying attention before, pause the podcast. (laughs) Listen. Rewind for 15 minutes. They don't even get the privilege of rewinding. If you were not listening to that, what are you doing? You stop. You pause the podcast only to think about what you've done up until this point. And then go back and re-listen because I'm not going to say the same things over again. (laughs) I'm not in the business of repeating myself. We'll move on. I'll say it. He's he's got a good matchup. He's got a good matchup. (laughs) All right. Bold predictions. Holy shit. One of these weeks, we're going to get them. One of these weeks, one of us... Can I Can I just recap our our bold predictions from last week? And sh- we already talked about yours a little bit yeah. and how close it was. Yes. I, I want to emphasize how close it was. You said that Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey rather, against the dominant defense, again, mm-hmm. top two defense in San Francisco, you said... 150 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That is bold against that defense. We've just mm-hmm. talked about what they've done to shut other people down. However, he got 152 yards. He, he exceeded it. Yes. But he got just the one I know. touchdown. Ugh. And in any other game, in any other world, you would Well, that wouldn't have been that bold a prediction That's in any fit. other week, let's I be mean, honest. That is true. That's why it's the name of the, the segment. Yep. But even mine was closer than it typically is. I said, what did I say? Hold on. <laughs> my thing's being <laughs> That's how close it was. Yeah, my computer's being Tannen Hill really throws awkward. for 300 yards and three touchdowns. You know what you questioned last week? The three touchdowns. You yeah. said, oh, 300 very well within range. He had just thrown for 300 mm-hmm. the week prior. He had a good matchup. He could do it. He threw for the three touchdowns. He did not hit that 300 yards. And a lot of that had to do with how good his defense was. His, right. his defense put him in great field position, got interceptions at like the 25-yard line, didn't need to throw that much, and there it is. So we were both half close. Yeah. But the segment is not being about half no, close. No, no, no. We, so, we do not take victories no. for half the halfsies. I'm keeping a chart of all of our bold takes, and these are blood red. That's right. Just to say how negative... That's right. So let's let's correct it this week. Who do you have 
or what do you have, I should say, as your bold prediction this week? I've got Evan Ingram. He'll have a, at least 100 yards and a receiving touchdown this week against Dallas. That's big. For any tight end, I'm sorry. That is big. 100 yards. Yeah, I, I think he can do it. So Evan Ingram, he's been over 100 yards only twice this season. Yeah. One, one week was week one against Dallas. So and you're like, oh, that's not that bold. It's week one. You throw week one out for pretty much all teams because it's essentially a preseason game at that point with all the starters just playing together for the first time. Right. So week one, you can kind of throw out the window here. Uh, but I don't know. I just I got a week feeling. Week three against I like, Tampa. I like the matchup. Uh, Dallas is giving up the third most points per game against the tight end, uh, which is crazy with how well their defense has been doing overall. And, you know, D. Sizzle, Daniel Jones, he's got to throw the ball to someone. All can't go to Golden Tate. Can't all Some go of to it Saquon. can go to Barkley. Yeah. Some of it could. Yeah. But Ingram, I think, will have a baller game this week. Here's the only thing that I'm worried about with, with this take, which is what makes it partially bold, in my opinion, is that one of those 100-yard games came with Eli Manning. True. And Daniel Jones' first game is when he threw to Evan Ingram for 100 yards. But if I if I recall, was that not when Saquon was out, I think? Maybe got got mm-hmm. injured in that game. So my only concern is because he hasn't been looking at him like Eli did. Right. Like Eli needed him so much. And that's not to say that Daniel Jones is so great of a quarterback but he might not need the security blanket as much yeah the Tampa Bay game is when uh Barkley got injured and went out I don't know if that played effect but I'll be very curious to see yes. if, if he turns to him again this week I like the boldness sir I like the boldness my bold prediction for week nine here yours is very bold it's real bold so I was uh hesitant about this, can I say? Because I play you this week, as I already said, and mm-hmm. you are starting James Winston. Mm-hmm. As you should. Yes. <laughs> because, again, we've talked about how tasty this matchup is, but, oh, God, is it good. So I'm going to say that James Winston and Russell Wilson combined for nine total touchdowns. Is this just passing, or does this include rushing? Includes rushing. Okay. I learned my lesson. See, <laughs> as inspiration for my bold prediction this week, I flashed back a few weeks. I yes. believe it was week five when you chose Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson to throw for yes. nine touchdowns. Now, they did not hit that. However, I think there was two rushing touchdowns included in yes. that, which, you know, would have made it... Uh, a lot closer. A little, a little closer. Um, in any case, I actually mentioned this. Uh, I was a, lucky enough to be a guest on a podcast last night uh, on the uh, Sports and Cargo Shorts podcast. You should give that a listen as well. But I actually rose it up to 10 on that podcast because I wanted to be extra bold. Wow. On that. That I was coming into somebody else's house. I wanted to you know, stamp my claim on it. I'm tapering it back. Just a, just a scotch, though. Just a scotch. Nine total touchdowns. Okay. Watch them get eight, and I'll be so upset. As long as uh, Winston has them all, I will be happy. Russell Wilson can have eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. right. Uh, just your weekly reminder for bye week teams. We've got the Falcons, Bengals, Rams, and Saints. So all sorts of uh, offensive fantasy production there. Oh, 
which breaks my heart because I have a lot of these players on these teams throughout multiple leagues and indeed it is similar situation it, here. A couple of my couple this of my teams are really group. ugly. Yeah, this is a real media group, especially if you had to double up on any sort of handcuff situations. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a girly owner and you have the Malcolm Brown right here, but, yeah. <laughs> so now you got Malcolm, but so you you have double the bye weeks happening for you, which is where a lot of people are. Yes, it's, it's a bummer. So. Hopefully you paid attention during the waiver wire pickups. If not, rewind. Exactly. Refocus, because some of these guys are going to need to be rostered in your league. Yep, absolutely. Well, that about does it for our show sheet for today. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? A rousing success. It was. Uh, yes, I, I, I wish you zero luck. Um, I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul for our redraft matchup this week. Well, we shall see. Time will tell, obviously. It always does. <laughs> Reminder, send us your start sit questions, waiver wire questions. Hit us up at Drinking Fantasy. That's the podcast Twitter handle. Sure is. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And good luck, everyone. May the fantasy gods be with you, oh. except you, Jake. And Yo. keep drinking and talking fantasy <laughs> football. Cheers, FFers. <laughs>